the slot. Miller lost it. Dodonov gets it. Two on one with Stone on the right. Stone to Dodonov. He scores. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Wallace Millard Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the five days without National Hockey League play. Five days to just settle in and evaluate what's happened in the first half of the, well, first third and a bit uh, of the National Hockey League season for the Vegas Golden Knights and all around the NHL. So uh, a lot to get to today, plus the major announcement uh, that the National Hockey League, the NHL Players Association, will not be participating in the Beijing Olympic Winter Games. Uh, So we'll get into that in just a little bit. We're also going to hand out some Christmas gifts uh, this hour. In hour number one of the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, Looking forward to it. Chris Chapman eagerly anticipating that he's going to receive, be on the receiving end of something nice and juicy and sweet and uh, just heartwarming. Uh, I don't know whether that's going to happen or not, but uh, we're going to hand over some some Christmas gifts to players and coaches and uh, executives uh, in the NHL. Uh, Ryan Wallace, was that not a great game last night. I know the result wasn't uh, what we hoped for to, to end off the, the pre-holiday uh, schedule, but that was a fun hockey game. Yeah, it was a great game. I, both teams, you know, really had their moments where they're playing with speed. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are just a, a really, a really fun team to watch because they're so opportunistic and they're so good. You cannot give them an inch. They will take a mile and then some. Uh, and then I thought for the Golden Knights, really for about 37, 40 minutes in that game, they were dominant. They were really, really good. Puck support was fantastic. Their ability to hem in the Tampa Bay Lightning was really good. Andre Vasilevsky put on a show, uh, top to bottom. It was just a fun hockey game. Can you play a perfect game and still allow four goals? Because they, pick, they well, came I mean, pretty the close. They came pretty close to it. Yeah they, yeah, they came really close to playing a perfect game, and and the power play goal ends up winning it for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we have uh, all these superstars in and around the National Hockey League. Uh, Steven Stamkos so was in the conversation at one point in his career. Now he's enjoying uh, a renaissance. But uh, number one pick, if if you could start a franchise today, who would you pick? Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, and Nikita Kucherov. Victor Hedman's in there. Uh, who do you take, not not just those players, but who do you take as the first player to start a franchise? Oh, man. Um, I mean, it, it should be Connor McDavid. He's the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. You, you should be able to build around Connor McDavid and his skill set. You should be able uh, to find ways to make a competitive team and a team that can win a championship. So I think it's still got to be Connor McDavid just because of everything that he brings to the table. I didn't run that question by you before the show in the green room uh, when we go through the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, on purpose, because I, I wanted to set you up for this, and I apologize for setting you up on okay. this. But no, every fine. day that we ask that question before teams play the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's Connor McDavid. 
Every day, I go around the league. Tampa Bay Lightning are playing the Florida Panthers. I talk to the Florida Panther people, and they say, uh, we take Connor McDavid. You know what they say mm-hmm. the day after they play the Tampa Bay Lightning? <laughs> Andre Vasilevsky. Okay. Oh, dang it. I was going to say that. Okay. Andre um, Vasilevsky. The day, yeah, the, the the, day of well, the game? Well, unanimous. Yeah. unanimous. You go to Montreal. Who do you take uh, to start a franchise? Connor McDavid. You might get uh-huh. the odd person to say Austin Matthews in and around Toronto. Yeah, that's or Arizona. Sure. You get Austin Matthews. The day after the team plays the Tampa Bay Lightning, unanimous. Andre Vasilevsky. You know, you're right. You did set me up because whenever you ask this question, and you didn't throw a goaltender in there, like when you were talking about the 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 other names you could buddy, throw into the hat, buddy. You just it was, don't. It, think... it was my setup, of course. I'm, yeah, you of just, course I'm going like, to leave goalies. that one out. I think it was all part oh. of the plan, buddy. I thought I was smarter than this. Yeah, plus plus I was distracting you with M&Ms during the meeting. Well, all so. I'm going to say is I'm going to roast you on uh, the uh, on the almonds, uh, Christmas almonds. Present, so that's fine. Almonds, plain or peanut? No, no. M&Ms. Uh, almonds. Yeah, sure. yeah. You, you, I, I I noticed that. Because uh, you took two of the extra almonds and left the uh, the chocolate ones. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky is the, I want to call him the best player in the game. If he's not the best player Ooh. in the game, you want to argue with that, he is the most influential player in the game. And you witnessed that firsthand. And John Cooper has said he's been doing it all year like that. The Vegas Golden Knights knocked a tooth out. He missed three seconds. Came right back. <laughs> and did, and when the when the All Star Weekend comes here in in February, I have a new uh, submission for fastest skater, mm-hmm. Brian Elliott, because Brian Elliott couldn't get out of that crease fast enough yesterday <laughs> after his three seconds. Like he was sprinting to the bench when Vasilevsky came back uh, after witnessing he what was, he was he, he was good. going through. Uh, but it was, Vasilevsky is the best most influential player in our game. Best skater, Connor McDavid. Best defenseman, Victor Hedman. But Vasilevsky, what he did last night, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's extraordinary. And he does that every night. He is a freak. So then, shouldn't he win Hart trophies? Should. Absolutely. Okay. Abs- right. 110% well, he should. Then we, we got we got to start that movement now. Yeah. Because if... And, and I'm and I'm on board with everything that you're saying right now. Like I look at the the way that Andre Vasilevsky plays the game, how casual he makes it seem, how easy he makes really difficult saves look, um, and how how just dominant he is for this Tampa Bay Lightning team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that there should absolutely absolutely be uh, kind of a movement, a groundswell for Andre Vasilevsky to be among Hart Trophy finalists because he does it every year, and there's no drop off in his game. I'm going to go Not back to 2015. We're at the, okay. uh, the Stanley Cup final, Chicago Blackhawks against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And there's a lot of drama yeah. around this series because Jonathan Duran isn't mm-hmm. getting the ice time. And he and John Cooper are kind of going back and forth. And everybody's focused on that. Uh, and early on in the series, Ben Bishop gets hurt. It was kind of the, the start of uh, all of his injury trouble. But, but he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And he's got this groin hamstring whatever but every time he goes down like it's it's just it's agonizing and then it becomes kind of annoying like okay you're either in or you're out but i digress they put in this kid this number 88 weird 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 number 
for for yeah. a goaltender. And we're all trying to figure out uh, Vasky, Vasky, Vas, how do we say this this name? Uh, Andre uh, Vasilevsky. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out. Andre Vasilevsky goes in. And he puts on a show. They don't win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Chicago wins the, win the Stanley Cup again. But Andre Vasilevsky was making saves and staring down that, that vaunted Blackhawk uh, group. And... I looked at John Shannon, who I was covering the series with at the time, and said, I, I don't think I've seen a, a person come on the stage like this in the middle of a Stanley Cup final and play mm-hmm. as calmly, as athletically, and uh, execute the way that Vasilevsky did. Guys have got hot before. Uh, you, Steve Penny, Patrick Waugh, uh, Ken Dryden, all those Montreal guys. They, there's great stories about that. But, but this guy came in the middle of a Stanley Cup final. Replacing like uh, one of the best goaltenders in the game, and I never forgot that. And now what we're seeing is just him progressing. I mean, I mean, Vesna, Smythe, uh, all the awards. Uh, he 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 would be a difference maker for Russia, and we'll get into the Olympics in just a little bit. But he single-handedly won that game yesterday for the for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he might be single-handedly. He, he's played every minute in the last two playoffs. It's Wild, and that's why I call him the most influential player in the game. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, you could probably even go so far as to say he's the most important player mm-hmm. uh, for his team, most valuable for sure. Uh, you know, you, you look at kind of what Tampa Bay has been able to do without Nikita Kucherov again, without Braden Point again, and the bedrock of that team is great goaltending performances. And, and you know, you can overcome losing out on you know over 100 points in Kucherov and, and probably close to 85, 90 points of production in Braden Point because you have goaltending in Andre Vasilevsky, and that is why there doesn't seem to be any type of drop-off in the game of the Tampa Bay Lightning when they lose these absolute superstars up front. And, and I say that with, with all due respect to the Vegas Golden Knights, who played a near-perfect game yesterday. The chances yeah. that they generated, yeah. uh, the opportunities uh, and zone possession time uh, that they produced, uh, the defensive game that they served up in in protecting their house, it was a great game. I didn't like the first goal. I thought the the two goals back to back in the second period were just goofy hockey plays. Like, I'm not sure how much you can defend against those when pucks are bouncing off off knees. Uh, I, I won't put that on Brassois. And then the one timers, a Hall of Famer putting in a one timer uh, for, for the for the for the game winner. They, they don't. They just don't need a lot. And and Corey Perry uh, setting up. And by the way, did you notice Corey Perry behind the net? What he didn't do? Yeah. He didn't no. flip it over what the net. He, what did he not do? He didn't uh, flip well, it over the net. On. He just made a great play. He should have. Uh, what? And oh, and, and on, I'm I'm looking around going, who? What's this? Somebody can make a play, just a tape-to-day pass for a one-timer in front of that? But, uh, oh, but, come on. It's not as fun. But Mark Stone, great. And that's, uh, that's concerning mm-hmm. that he left. If, if Mark Stone stays in the game, does Vegas win? Maybe. If Robin Leonard's in the game, does Vegas win? Maybe. I don't think goaltending costs them the game, but maybe. Um, if, uh, if Nick Hegg's in the lineup, does Vegas win? Maybe. There's, there's a whole bunch of ifs and maybes uh, in there. But the 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 rate at the the Vegas Golden Knights played that game and the pace that they played that mm-hmm. game was even in defeat. Yep. You can go what that awesome performance. 
You might say a little bit better than that, but that was a really awesome performance. There, there aren't many teams in the NHL that if the Golden Knights replicate what they did last night, they're going to find themselves on the losing end of a game. There, no. there just aren't many. Like Tampa Bay is one of those teams that if you if you give them just a, a hint, anything. They'll, they'll, they'll capitalize. They'll take advantage. It's, it's 43 seconds in the second period, and then it's Steven Stamkos converting on the power play. That, that's really the difference in the game outside of Andre Vasilevsky. So, you know, I, I look at the game from the Golden Knights. I, I didn't mind it. I didn't dislike anything that I saw from the Vegas Golden Knights outside of the fact that Tampa Bay made three plays. When you, when you didn't want them to make plays, they went out there and they made plays. That's why they're a two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. That's why they've been able to win the last two years. That's why they're so dominant and they're elite and among the best teams in the league right now. It, it, it was two teams that I, I'll tell you this right now. I would love to see fully healthy going at each other in a set series. I want to see Vegas Tampa so bad in a playoff series okay. because I just think it would I do be too. so fun to watch. I do too, but not because it'd be just for the simple reason that it'd be so fun to watch. Uh, well, I, uh, get it. I, I get I, it. I, I'll take it because it would be the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> well, of course. That, of course. I mean, everyone uh, understands that. I would that. take that. Yes. Take it. Uh, sometimes right. you get goalied. It's just a, a reality in hockey. You get out goalied. Mm-hmm. And we've witnessed that, and Vegas has been on the certainly the uh, the positive end of about goalieing somebody. That game yesterday, when you get goalied, that's different than against John Gibson, than mm-hmm. against um, Yorgiev or pick your goaltender, because that game yesterday, exactly what happened, that could happen tomorrow night against Tampa again. And can happen yeah. Sunday against Tampa again. <laughs> they, they they're capable of doing that over and over and over, and it's impressive with all the changes that they've made. And again, I loop back to Vegas played a near perfect game and should have won that game. I'm so impressed, and and with all the distractions that were going on, so. Uh, Proud of what, what they were able to do in, in, in putting together a really cool, great night, night of hockey. But Tampa Bay, they, they showed me something yesterday beyond just from what I've watched on TV and, and what I've listened to. Watching yeah. them play Vegas uh, at, at the, the top of the Golden Knights game, riding a five-game winning streak and still finding a way to win that game. Yeah, those I'll, I'll put Tampa, Vegas, uh, and... And everybody else, uh, maybe Toronto in there. I'm not sold on Toronto. Uh, you want to put them in there, fine. Hey, you want to put Florida in the mix, that's okay. Colorado, they're coming, yeah, fine. But Tampa, Vegas, they're my top two right now. I mean, Tampa's a different type of machine. They, they really are. So is Vegas. And, like, and I mean, so is Vegas. Sure, yeah, 100%. I, like, I, I, I look at these two teams as – Right now, the two best teams in the NHL, and, and, and I mean, like we're we're talking about this incarnation of the Vegas Golden Knights. Not to mention what they're going to look like when Jack Eichel is here, and and he right. is, you know, helping the power play when he's able to be out on the ice doing what Steven Stamkos did last night. Like you look at how the Golden Knights played last night, and then you add Jack Eichel to the mix, and and what his skill set can bring. Uh, it just gives you an idea of of how dominant the Golden Knights can be. And again. 
Tampa, they're defending Stanley Cup champions for a reason. They they just aren't out of a game ever because they're so good and they've got great goaltending. You know what the best part about it was, though? This hmm. wasn't the two best teams in the league just standing opposite and and playing uh, Red Rover on on the two lines. They were trading chances. It was an exciting (laughs) game back and forth, and it – it ended up being the the last power play won the game uh, for the, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But that that the, where our game is like last night, you bottle that because that was really yeah. fun and cool and exciting. There was, I mean, we we talked about the drama going in, whether they're going to play and not going to play, and and it, it didn't sound like it was uh, as close as as what we maybe were uh, filtering around in our heads. But then Cooper is out uh, for COVID protocol yeah. and you wonder, is there more tests? Uh, Vegas has lost a couple players. They're down there starting goaltender with injury. Uh, the, the whole world is, is, is watching, but is the focus going to be there to, to play a game or is it going to be sloppy and mucky and, and nine, seven, it, it wasn't nine, seven. It was just a, but there were seven goals and, yeah. and it went back and forth three, one, you think Vegas, Vegas is killing them, like filling them in. <laughs> Halfway through the game, up 3-1. And in, well, in a minute 10, we're back to tied. I mean, in, in fairness, the Golden Knights were filling them in. It should have been 6-1 at that point. Yeah. But it wasn't. Right? And how like, many breakaways it, did it they very... have? Like in like one-on-one plays? So Vegas, the one-on-one game? It looked like a yeah. like a practice drill. Guys, go, Chandler Stevenson going down, Nick Waugh going down, uh, Will Carrier yeah. going down, like uh, up and down and, and working the, the blue line. It was beautiful yeah and and you know you, you go back to that that second goal of the game for mark stone just the delay from mark stone to hit chandler stevenson in stride and that back off speed and stone just hanging back you could see the wheels turning in mark mm. stone's head about exactly what he wanted to see come out of that play and then it all played to fruition i, I thought that was one of those plays where you just you get an idea of just how dominant Whoa. Mark Stone is when he's thinking the game. The at thinking man's level. play. I was just gonna say the thinking oh, yeah. man's play. The way he he 100%. used that long stick and <laughs> yeah, just curls it almost around the defender and puts it in. He made a pass last week that was through two skates that I don't know how he sees that. Like there's no yeah. way you you could ever replicate that pass. And he was trying to do it last night. Was just it was. It was just setting you up, drawing you in. It's kind of like what I did with the with the Vasilevsky question: Who's the best uh, player in the in the league right now? I drew you yeah. in, knowing what was going to happen, and you you couldn't see it. Chess match, you couldn't see it. That's what Stone did there, and and then you've got the the brilliance of uh, just one on one plays where you're dancing the defenseman, like Nick Waugh. He he danced mm-hmm. a Norris Trophy winner and a Vesna Conn Smythe winner, all all, <laughs> all in all in one play. And and yeah. I said today with the Maroons on the uh, on the morning show, if if that if there's not frame by frame a printout in, over the top of his couch in his room for Christmas, mm-hmm. then he's doing something yeah. wrong because that he may not score a better goal than that against against two future Hall of Fame players, and they will be future Hall of Fame players, uh, like he did last night. That, that, that was cool in itself. I feel we were robbed of, of the Nikwa joy uh, of the post-game press conference because of, uh, because of the result, because I, I wanted everything to be about Nikwa uh, after he scored that goal. 
Yeah, it, it was just a phenomenal play. Uh, again, you know, you, you get Nick Waugh and the confidence that he's built over the course of this season, just trusting in his game, getting out there and, and to dance around Victor Hedman and, and pull the move off to where Victor Hedman actually loses balance, falls to his knees because of how great of a move it was from Nick Waugh. And then that quick uh, backhand to forehand finish, it, it's just a phenomenal play from from Waugh. And you want to see more of that. You, you just do. And he's got all the skill set in the world to be able to do that. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. That was just a phenomenal goal. And, and I think that it's one that furthers to build and boost the confidence of, of Nick Waugh right now uh, this, this season. Yeah, Danilmir Manov got in the game. <laughs> Haven't mentioned that. Like, where did that come from? Uh, left field. Uh, Laurent Brassois playing the game because Leonard was hurt. Didn't see that coming. Kind of thought at morning skate it was just uh, Leonard taking the option like he normally does. Uh, and Logan Thompson uh, out there for the skate because the Henderson Silver Knights uh, season uh, had been paused. Uh, so there's there's a whole bunch of those moving parts uh, in there. And Mir Manov had an early chance. Uh, he's He's my favorite player. Uh, of of the players that came up, and there's yeah. like Jake Lasician, uh, great pro, uh, uh, Paul Cotter. Uh, I love love all those guys. But the mere mana factor, and 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 his post game and his his energy, and um, the way he uh, just uh, loves the game. Uh, he he he's my favorite player. But uh, when when you take into account that entire night. Uh, you see the impact that Mark Stone can have. You see the uh, impact of, of the game plan against a really good team and where, where Vegas is. Didn't win, but I take it as a real, real compliment uh, to how much they controlled the game. Uh, and then uh, you you ended on on the Nick Waugh. Nick Waugh will now be compared to... that. That is one of those hallmark goals, those statement mm-hmm. goals, where, where Nick Waugh, who's taken such a massive step this year, playing up on the Misfits line because of the injury. And, yeah, there was, uh, there was a stretch where he was uh, not at the pace that he initially uh, performed at when he, when he first went up with Marcia Soap and, and Riley Smith. But when he got moved back to the third line, he started producing again. And so there's been these, these signs of, do we have to adjust the ceiling on Nick Waugh? Where do you see him? Can he be a number two? Could he possibly be a number two center? Can he perform enough? Does he have the skill set, the individual skills, and I'm talking high-end skills, to be a number two center? Because you got you got to have a difference maker in there. Is it speed? Is it hands? Is it the shot? Is it the mind? And, and you sort of need the mind and then one of the other, other three. Does Nick Waugh have that? I didn't think Nick Waugh had blazing speed, deft mm-hmm. hands, or an overpowering shot. Coming into two years ago, I didn't. I didn't yeah. see that. I saw the thinking part, and I, and I and that's very evident. But after what we've witnessed this year, in okay, he can play with with really good players. Yep, he can dangle. He can force plays and and think through the game. Uh, and I'm and I'm going back to the Dallas game where he was on the forecheck and created that turnover uh, that uh, yep. Dodonov uh, put home. And then you've got the dangle and the skill set, the high-end skill with the, with the shootouts and then the one-on-one play yesterday. And you put all that together. Now, can he do it more often? Can he, like Chandler Stevenson did it yesterday? That's Chandler Stevenson. He's, we, we've seen that a few times. It doesn't 
doesn't wow you. Do we see this more often from Nick Watt where we go, yeah, there's there's a potential to do that night to night. And if he can do what, what he's done this year with a little more consistency, I foresee Nick Waugh being a number two. Maybe maybe not in the next year or two because of who's going to be the center iceman on this team. But sure. in his career, it's it's there. Yeah, I, I I mean, I think I think Nick Waugh is is kind of that that player on the on the cusp for the Golden Knights of cracking the top six, right? Like I, I think when you look at the way he thinks the game and the hands that he has in tight, the hockey sense, the ability to to be in the right place at the right time, in much the same way we look at Mark Stone, how he's able to uh, strip pucks, turn that into quick offense. I think those those skills are there for Nick Waugh right now. It's just about young players getting consistency in doing it and, and being relied upon in moments. The, the first test for Nick Waugh this year was when he had to move up the lineup and produce. And he did it. He was great for about 10 games. And then, you know, as you mentioned, things kind of fell off a little bit. But then you move him back down to a spot where he should be playing right now. And he's been at times dominant. That's what you want to see. And now it's just a progression of, of being able to have more stretches or longer periods of time in which he's out there impacting the game wherever he's playing in the lineup. And if he can continue to work on his craft, if he can, if he can add a little bit more uh, top-end speed to his game, if he, can, if he can continue to build around the players that he's playing with. But he's a center iceman, right? The, the, you, you see him as a center sure. iceman? Yeah. So he's yeah, a, he's a he's fourth line a center, right, when everybody's there. Well, He's a fourth line center. Yeah, I mean, on this team this year, with Eichel, Stevenson, it, it, and Carlson, it does. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm reserving the right to to wonder a, a little bit about when that timing happens and who is still on the team. So, um, like, I view Nick Waugh more as a as a three C than I do a four C. No, but um, but you have to you have to bump him down because of no, who's, I who's I under, yeah, for sure. For can you, sure, can I you imagine? That. So, I, where I'm going with this is. You, you have a potential game breaker in your centering your fourth line. Well, I, I think that's been how kind different of the, is that from last point. year? Well, I think that's that's been the whole the whole point of this offseason, right? Like when we when you look at what Kelly McCrimmon was trying to do with this offseason, even before acquiring Jack Eichel, I think it was to make your bottom six um, potentially dynamic. You you want to have players uh, on your fourth line that can go out there and score two or three goals in a row in the Stanley Cup final because that is what the blueprint has been over the last couple of years with Tampa. So, like, you see the, the potential to have Nick Waugh on your third or fourth line. If he is your fourth line center going into the playoffs, you're in great shape. Mm-hmm. So stick tap to the management group here because Eric Hollow is a popular guy with, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. And there were some comments made at the times uh, when that trade happened with Carolina mm-hmm. for Nick Waugh. Prospect. Played in the in the Calder Cup. Played well. But nobody had mm-hmm. seen him before. And and Eric Holla was a popular guy. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. It's also, uh, I, I made the statement with the guys, and I want to clear, make sure that it's 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 out there. It's another example that uh, I have no clue when it comes to scouting, because I didn't see it. Uh-huh. I I didn't see him <laughs> like that, like the way he's played this year in the shootout. And and I I know he likes going top glove. 
I've seen that before, and I've talked yep. to him about that. But the 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 whole skill set, and that and that progression, and that uh, where you forecast a player, I didn't see that. I saw a, a guy that could possibly be three C, uh, but likely fourth line center or winger, and and he. There's there's an argument to be made that he can certainly play in your your third line center, maybe second line center, but probably going to play in your fourth line pivot role, and that's a great great thing for this team. Even after a tough result last night, there is so much to take out about uh, positively about that game. Listen, if that if last night's game was a barometer for where the Golden Knights are in relation to the defending Stanley Cup champions. I think they're in a good spot. I really do. Because oh, yeah. for a large majority of that game last night, the Golden Knights were far and away the better team. Far and away the better team. And you take that with you, you play that game, you're going to beat most teams most nights, and you might just find yourself playing against this club in Tampa for uh, for, the, for everything, for, for the Stanley Cup. And that would be just so much fun. One more I, add I on, on, see it. on Tampa Bay and, and Vegas, if, if they should ever meet in a, in a series. Yep. You probably have the two best teams at managing the cap. And I know that people are going to say, hey, Vegas played short players last year. Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. That may that may happen again this year uh, be, before the playoffs because it certainly has across the National Hockey League uh, this time around. But look, look at the cap management with these two hockey clubs. In the players that they have been able to maintain and keep in the lineup, Tampa Bay players got paid when when you win championships, yep. but they 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 backfilled Corey Perry, Pat Maroon, uh, diff, different players of of that ilk, but they've kept the the Kucherov, the point, uh, Vasilevsky, Hedman. I, I love what they, what they've done there to be able to maintain that core, and still and then backfill to be competitive. And the backfilling's as important as the top end talent, because if you don't have that depth, you got no chance. And that's what Vegas has. Vegas has the depth, and they've they've managed to to create this this roster with top end talent and Petrangelo and Stone and Pacioretty, uh, with uh, with with Robin Leonard as your as your number one goaltender, and being able to keep Alec Martinez in the lineup. And the misfits uh, are, are a core group, and you've you've added in the depth. Of uh, Yanmark and Dodonov, you've you've turned over your style a little bit. Like those, these two teams, the ones that you watched last night, with all that skill in a pandemic where there's been no growth uh, with the salary cap, uh, it mm-hmm. it's been really impressive from the two management groups, uh, including Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee, and and Pete yeah, and both and both coaches, John Cooper. Pete DeBoer mm-hmm. have probably done more coaching this year than they ever thought they would because of the, the predicament they were in. Yeah. Except for last night, Cooper yeah. got to watch it. I wonder if he enjoyed the broadcast. <laughs> um, you should uh, should reach out to him and find out. I did reach out to him today to see if he needed anything. Oh, did you ask him about the broadcast? Uh, I, no, I reached out to him today to see if he needed anything dropped oh. by because yeah. tested positive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he didn't. Surprisingly, he's he's got other people to take care of that, other than some <laughs> doofus in in Summerlin dropping stuff off at his door. Uh, we're going to uh, take a break. When we continue, 
We are going to chat about uh, some Christmas gifts for people mm -hmm. in and around the National Hockey League, including each other. And we're going to get to the big story of the day internationally, and that is the NHLPA, NHL's decision uh, not to go to the Olympic Winter Games in Beijing. And uh, we have our ratings uh, for last night's game. Uh, plus, we have some tickets to give away. We have tickets to the Colorado game on Monday. We have two pairs. We'll give away one pair right now. Oh. Ryan, give me a call. Yes. Not a call. Give me you a caller number. number. Yeah. Well, you can give me a call too, but. You wouldn't answer. <laughs> oh, my I'm not, goodness. My phone's um, messed up right now. I'm not getting notifications. That's amazing. Yeah. I told you guys yeah. this the other day, and then there's nothing. I, you know how annoying it is? Did you to, drop it? Did you break it? I drop it every day. I do I do drop it every day, but I have one of those OtterBox things uh, that uh, that protect the screen. But it's mm -hmm. it's like um, okay. Before before we get to the call, I know people are waiting for the for okay. the for the number. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a true story. Okay. I was I was Let's this go. was yesterday. I hadn't received any notifications at all for like two hours, and so I sent myself a text. <laughs> I sent myself a text to see if it worked. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, oh. So caller number what? Let's go caller number 27. Caller number 27 to 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340. Caller number 27, we will give you two tickets to Monday's Vegas versus Colorado game at T-Mobile Arena. Coming back with more on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Tonight's Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Programming note. This is our last live appearance before the holidays. We'll have a best of show tomorrow. We're uh, changing that on the fly due to the fact that the National Hockey League has uh, paused its season with two extra days added to the three-day break. And we are going to take advantage of it ourselves and spend a little extra time with our families. I actually offered to hang out with Chapman tomorrow, even though yeah. we're not doing a show. Yeah. Chapman, what did you say? No. Yeah. It was a, it, And it was a hard no. Like, that was yeah. the polite no that he just gave. Listen, Chapman, during the holidays... Like he likes Christmas and he likes his family, so like mm -hmm. you know, I'm, and his family likes him, and I, I think that's really what I should say. Well, here is, sometimes you know, they I, do. I, I feel I feel bad that you're you're going to be home for an extra day around the holidays, providing more stress to your family, Darren. But <laughs> oh. uh, they'll get through it. I, you should have saw the look on my 11 year old's face today <laughs> when I told her that we didn't have a show tomorrow. It was blank, like absolute <laughs> disbelief. I'm not even making so, that up because we had to have so, a hard so, conversation about uh, about phone usage and yeah. and she wasn't in a good place to begin with, and yeah. I love her dearly, but I, I had to tell her yesterday that uh, that we were going to be spending some extra time together over the holidays as a family, and yep. we wanted to be happy and we wanted to be joyous, and mm -hmm. she said, "Well, you've got you've got radio tomorrow." I'm like, no, sorry, uh, we've we've made a change, <laughs> and just just. Uh, I, I wish I wish I would have taken a picture of it. <laughs> It would be one of those pictures that you would show at her wedding. Yeah. Of, uh, just to uh, to embarrass the, 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 the your kid. 
Oh, my God. It was so funny. Uh, but this is our last show uh, before the holidays, so I want to make sure that we uh, acknowledge uh, throughout the program uh, all the people that uh, that do help us out uh, throughout the year. Kira, Jared Justice, uh, of mm-hmm. course, Doug Marsh, uh, Natalie here at uh, Lotus Broadcasting, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights with Sage and Nate and Garrett, uh, making sure that uh, that we are afforded the opportunity to speak to uh, people like uh, Nick Waugh and uh, Pete DeBoer and uh, the, the players uh, throughout, the, throughout the season. So uh, that's a lot of fun. And uh, and our broadcasters uh, like Dan Duva and, and Gary Lawless calling the games uh, all the time. Well, we have a great crew. We have a fun crew and uh, we enjoy what we do. Uh, and it's uh, and it's more enjoyable because of the incredible talent that we're uh, surrounded by. Like, I listened to Duva call the goal last night by, it just happened to be the Stamkos goal. Mm-hmm. And he is so good. Chapman, you're yeah. a big fan, too. And Brian McCormick, I, I want to yeah. mention Brian McCormick, too, because he's been he's been such a spectacular add to the to the broadcast table uh, with the with the Henderson and Vegas Silver Knights, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Henderson Silver Knights. But uh, but what Duva did on this, this Stamkos power play goal, it was a good goal, but you could tell it was by the visiting team, but it was still called professionally. And then he had this ad about the, the career number of power play goals, and I'm like, wow, that, that guy's good. Yeah. No, I mean, the the greatest thing for me about home games, quite honestly, is that I, I get to have the game called in real time in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I get to watch the game from my perch, but I also get to hear and listen to Dan and also Darren Elliott yesterday uh, provide color commentary. I, I get to listen to them call the game while it's happening in front of me. And, you know, Dan's knowledge is, is simply um, – simply astounding mm-hmm. just the amount of things that he digs up the the idea like the the, the add-on for Pierre Edward Belmar that's the fifth goal that he has scored against the Golden Knights that's the most goals he has against any opponent in the NHL and it has happened in 11 games and that is one thing that you get you pull that out uh, when you listen to Dan Duva so if you haven't done it before mm. trust me do it do yourself a favor and listen to Dan Duva call a Golden Knights game Belmar starting to bug me he bugged I the mean, fans too. They booed. He's, they, it was, oh, come on! There was like half the half the half the crowd cheered when they announced his name. Nah, come on. Was he a, got there were there were some. It was pretty. It was loud. mixed. It, it was, was a mixed reaction. It was a good story when he when he first uh, left and he came back <laughs> and everybody's still friendly and blah 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 blah. Yeah. But but yeah. this it's starting to bug me now. Well, the problem and is, I he, like him, and I like him. But he's it's going to good teams too. So so that that hurts, right? Because I think I think he's a guy that that I always. I know Ryan as well. We always enjoyed talking to him. He was always very cool to talk to, fun, friendly, and he was a good player here. And, you know, I mean, I think, unfortunately, sometimes it becomes a numbers game and and guys can't stick around. And he's had a pretty – he's made a good career for himself. I remember my cousin is a big Flyers fan, and he told me when they drafted Mm -hmm, him, he told me, he said, you are going to love this guy because he's hard-nosed. Did you believe your cousin? I did. I trust my cousin, yeah. When it comes to That's hockey, good. yeah, he, it's funny because he but he, not finances. Like you're, I wouldn't no, trust your cousin. No, finances. Yeah, he's a he's a window salesman, so I don't know how yeah. how much you can actually trust window. So he's salesman, a pain but, in the butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you guys, we we haven't even talked about Stone scoring a couple of goals last night. Two two big game, big game, uh, and. Mm-hmm. He did leave in the back half of the game, and we're we're hopeful that he'll be ready to go and able to go when the National Hockey League returns and the the Golden Knights play the Colorado Avalanche on the 27th. Uh, precautionary is what Pete DeBoer uh, called it. He did get banged up in, in the first period, uh, tangled up in a neutralized play, but 
two goals, getting him going in the goal scoring side of it is also a big plus out of that game last night. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was you know, about 25, 30 minutes of, of one of those vintage Mark Stone performances where he essentially takes the team on his back and leads them into into the fight against a, a really tough opponent. I, you know, Mark Stone was in the middle of everything that went well for the Golden Knights in the first period and, and certainly was there uh, for a couple of, of really big moments, important moments there in the second period. I thought he was having a phenomenal game until he had to leave. And, and yeah, I, I hope that the the rest over the next five days does him well and that he's able to, um, you know, return to full health when you come out of the break. Thank goodness Vegas played that game last night. And to, to only have one game to be repositioned mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, of the, the COVID impact schedule is huge. No. And, and hopefully we get back on the 27th and it's status quo of uh, according to what's already in print with the schedule based on what we've seen. That's a big ask mm-hmm. uh, based on how many teams have been decimated. Like the, today's games and tomorrow's games weren't postponed and all, the nine of the 10 yesterday weren't postponed out of uh, an abundance of caution for players because right. people aren't getting sick. They, the games were all postponed is because one side or another couldn't field a lineup because right. of because of positive tests. Now Vegas isn't there yet. A couple of players placed into protocol, and you wonder when does that happen? Hopefully, it doesn't happen. But uh, the way it's ripped through the, the the league in the last two and a half weeks, we may have I'll use the the term herd immunity. Uh, mm-hmm. But we we may have something of that with this this new variant that allows us to play from January on uh, with with relatively a little disruption. Yeah, and I th- I think that's that's kind of you know your your hope right is, right. is that yeah you, you have this pause you you take a couple of days to just everyone catch their breath get themselves uh, kind of figured out, have the NHL go through, start working on the schedule, start working on, you know, the 40-plus games that you have to, to find windows for and, and new availability within buildings for. Um, and then you know, your hope is that once this kind of goes through the league, you can hit the ground running and, and, and not have to stop until a Stanley Cup is awarded. I'm, I'm going to speak out of turn here because I don't know every building's availability right now for February. Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to just step onto a soapbox and say that all of these reports about the league will have trouble playing a bunch of games in February because buildings were going out and filling it up, mm-hmm. filling up their calendar. I don't buy that at all. Do I think buildings were, were adding events? Yes. But can they boot out a trade show or move a trade show or whatever is in their building? Sure. There's not Winnipeg or uh, Florida or Carolina. There's not 30 dates of concerts in those buildings in February. And you don't need to play 20 games in February. You might need to make up five you might move five from the back half of the schedule in. 
So if if you can play ten games in February, with uh, with also a break for the players, I think every team can do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not ten home games; it's just ten games. Yeah. So can can Winnipeg or Edmonton or San Jose find a spot for five games in February at the last minute? It, of course they can. It's a all these all these reports is just reports to 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 talk to put something out there to make it sound like you you know what you're talking. I don't I don't, I don't look at the availability. I haven't looked at the availability, but I guarantee yeah. you you can find five dates at T-Mobile or uh, American Airlines Arena or uh, in in XL Energy Center in Minneapolis. You can find a spot for five dates, and yeah. the, it's shame on some of this, this reporting that it's going to be so difficult. I've, I've talked to the people uh, in the know. They're going to play some games, and they might play more games than they ever intended, and it's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't anticipate. If you're a team that needs three games made up or four games made up or whatever it is, or you're trying to kind of move that amount of games into a window, I think you can find it somewhere. I, I don't know if it's going to be the most ideal situation, but you can find the, the dates. You can find the the availability. I'm with you. I, I don't think that that building availability is going to be the be-all, end-all no. of whether or not the NHL can re, um, reschedule those games in that block in February. I, I really don't. Yeah, there's 50 games to reschedule. They can find spots for 50 games uh, yeah. easily. In the in that uh, yeah, now hopefully it doesn't get into 150, then we might have a, a bit of an issue. Uh, we're going to take a break. Sure. When we come back, uh, we're going to hand out some Christmas gifts. We're going to offer our ratings uh, for last night's game, and we are also going to bring you one timers, which will revolve around the Olympic announcement uh, involving the National Hockey League and the NHLPA. But up next, it's the play of the day. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Just occurred to me. We're actually having an NHL pause for the holidays this year. Last year, the, the season wasn't even happening. So this is this is this is cool. This is uh, unique. This is progress. Even though it's two extra days, it's still progress. Uh, the play of the day comes courtesy of Nick Waugh last night, who put on a show. Here's Dan. Back in comes Nick Waugh. Works to the middle. He shoots. He scores. What a move from Nick Waugh. Three to one, Golden Knights. Surrounded by Lightning players, he was going towards the right circle. Who did he think out? Victor Hedman. And then beats Vasilevsky. Put that thing on a postcard, uh, mail it to yourself, and say, wow, that's pretty cool I did that. Uh, Nick Waugh with the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Coming up, Christmas gifts for uh, people in and around the National Hockey League, including to each other. And we will evaluate it's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning and one-timers centering on the Olympic decision by the National Hockey League and the NHLPA. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.